Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, May 16th, and we're going to have a high of 19 degrees here in the Edmonton area. Wow. I just had a moment where I couldn't believe that it's May 16th. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because it's four days away from our daughter's birthday and I have so much to do. <laughs> Isn't June like halfway through the year too? Yes. Well, like by the time June is over. Oh, halfway okay. through the year. <laughs> Getting a little ahead of myself. A little ahead of yourself. Um, you know what we're doing? We're broadcasting live. <laughs> I was like, what? What are we doing? Live. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was just thinking about the year. I just completely forgot about the whole show for a second. I thought we were just chit-chatting. Um, <laughs> we are broadcasting live on the Podbean app, as we do every morning, at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Join us live. Free coaching. There's a chat here. When you download the app, you can just type your questions in the chat or you can click the call in button. Um, get your questions answered. Okay. Take advantage of this. Hey, Mitchell's back. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for Mitchell all last week and I didn't want to call him out. I'm like, oh, wait, oh, wait, he'll come back. He'll come back. He'll come back. And he never came back. And then I chatted with Mitchell. I think it was on Friday or Saturday. I said, dude, why aren't you doing any flips right now? Because, like, Mitchell and his mom did an amazing flip yeah, last beautiful year. beautiful flip. Beautiful flip. And I'm like, okay, these guys are going to flip again. And then they didn't. <laughs> Wayne's been talking about you, Mitchell. I take notice of things like that. Yeah. Is, uh, is Kathleen calling in or, oh, finger slipped. Finger slipped. <laughs> uh, it's like the most annoying thing is that, like, you finally see someone wants to call in and they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, my finger slipped. I was just hitting the heart button. <laughs> Uh, Courtney says, good morning. Happy Monday. The year's almost over. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mitchell, if you, Mitchell, if you don't do a flip soon, the year is going to be over. And yeah. Like, oh, then wow. what? I didn't do a flip in 2022. <laughs> what a bummer. Uh, Jeremy also says, thank you guys for putting together yesterday. Oh, putting. Probably he's probably talking about the fix and flip. Uh, putting yesterday together, yeah. It was so much fun. It was, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, most of the people that I'm seeing here in the chat, they were all there. Absolutely. Yeah, we had um, we had our fix and flip slash networking meetup uh, at our fix and flip here in Leduc yesterday afternoon, and it was a great turnout. And man, like I I was exhausted by the end of it. So many conversations and yeah. so many new faces and trying to remember. Well, I'm glad we brought name tags this time because... Yeah, a lot of new people coming through. Yeah, normally we, we cap it to around 40 people. And then this time I just said, screw it, let's do 80. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work out or not. I'm like, I'll, I'll try and motivate people to hang out in the backyard if need be, if it's too many. I, I don't know. It's hard mm -hmm. to say. I've never had 80 people in a house. So I, don't, I, I couldn't tell if it was going to be shoulder to shoulder or whether it was going to be... Um, comfortable and i think that there was people coming and going continuously through the beginning so yeah. towards the end it only looked like maybe 40 or 50 people that were actually like um 
lingering the right word? It's not lingering. It's a networking event. <laughs> that we're there. Like, what do you mean? That well, we're like, still there? <laughs> oh, well, like lingering is, is the wrong word. Like the people that ended up staying Yeah, there was around. like 10 people lingering at the end. <laughs> yes. Although those, I had to those say, guys were lingering. Get yeah. out of the house. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and then, yeah, I, I always love, I always love those networking events where like you can still see the people still afterwards, still outside networking. Yeah. Outside the front door. Yeah. 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 Those are the, those are the real players. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it worked out. Uh, the 80 people, um, I got to meet a whole lot of people that I hadn't met before in person, Yeah. which I, I figured I met everyone, but then <laughs> I realized I hadn't. So yeah. yes, yes. Um, trying to suck back some of my coffee here yeah and i had a big yawn bad timing we both went silent <laughs> sundays we never sleep on sundays it's always hard it's always hard um i wanted to talk to you about this actually and i wasn't sure whether i was going to do this on air or off air oh boy <clears throat> i'm not really digging this leduc flip <laughs> okay <laughs> what do you mean I, uh, I don't know. There's something about it. This like, so like this was more of a, I wouldn't call it a budget flip, but like it's because of the, the, the after repaired value that we is, couldn't go crazy. We can't go crazy. Yeah. Right. We can do whatever needs to be done. And, and if we add anything else, it's not going to increase the value. Right. It's not like I can, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I name something. Uh, I can't add anything extra that is going to increase the value of the home. So there's no point in putting, you know, uh, anything. A flashy fancy kitchen. What's that? A flashy kitchen. Yeah, there's a great yeah. example. Flashy kitchen. Might as well just go with a nice new clean kitchen. Um, but there's something about this house, and, and and we could have maybe framed in like a gas fireplace or something. Electric. Yeah, sorry, electric fireplace or something. Um, <laughs> great example. Yeah, we're not gonna run a gas line. <laughs> um, we could have framed an electric fireplace, had a little feature wall or something like that. I mean, in hindsight, and we still can. It's just gonna cost an extra two or three grand to yeah. do that, which is again not going to increase the value of the home. It would just increase the desirability. We talked about you know, maybe doing a feature wall at the top of the stairs there for you guys, for those of you that were there and have been there, you, most of you have been there. Um, at the top of the stairs, we can put a little bit of a feature wall maybe there. But we're kind of humming and hawing about whether whether we should do it or not. The railings are going to, when the railings come in yeah. and the baseboards are in, it, it'll definitely change it. Um, Johnny Five is going to be doing custom railings again, which he does top-notch railings. Uh, are you guys doing something different this time? I won't ruin it. Never mind. We're doing something different. Yeah. The railings are going to be cool. The railings are going to be really cool. So that it'll kind of catch people's attention as they come in. But <clears throat> I always talk about like taking people on a journey. You know what I mean? The wow factors. Yeah. There's no fucking journey in that house. I think it's going to come together really nicely. I think you're and it's going to be it's going to be a nice house by the time the exterior is done and it's painted and the new windows and door is in it's going to make an impact rate from the get go when you walk up and then that front entrance is actually going to be a little bit of a feature in itself i think i think that once we have the beautiful railings in 
and the it's it's a really um, high ceiling there at the entrance, right? Because you have mm-hmm. stairs going up and stairs going down, so you have a really high ceiling. So we have a really nice light fixture that's going to be coming down there. So that impact, like when you step away from that and look back at that area, it's going to be really beautiful, especially like uh, the door that I purchased. It has the the two frosted um, side lights. And then it also has um, the door is like a door with a full, uh, I my terminology isn't correct, sorry, but full window panel with like a really cool design with like black lines in it. So that up against- What are you talking about? Is this what you're ordering? Yeah. Didn't you, did you see the picture of the door? No, we'll talk about that afterwards. That's a whole <laughs> separate story. Go ahead. Continue. Um, so that up against the like really cool railings that we're going to have in there that Jenny Five is doing. And then I am pro feature wall. I think that we can do it pretty in- inexpensively. So I don't think we should skip out on that. I think that's going to be a really good impact right there. Well, we got a, we don't have a, we don't have a coat hanging area. Mm-hmm. So, so well, there's a closet at the top of the stairs, but I think that we can put some hooks behind the door. We do have to put some hooks behind the door. Yeah. So we'll probably have to do something different other than just putting a couple hooks or uh, uh, whatever, like a board with hooks mm-hmm. behind the door. It just doesn't make any sense. I think, honestly, we're probably going to... I was talking about maybe doing some shiplap back behind there and creating something nice and then putting the hooks on it. Yeah, we'll um, Which is all great at the door, what about the rest of the house? So they come in, they're like, oh my gosh, wow, they did a lot of money right here at the stairs, right here at the entrance. <laughs> and then they have to go around that wall. And then everything else is just going to be beautiful and clean and finished. <laughs> I'm taking people through a tour. Close your eyes. Very nice when you come in the house. There, is everybody's up, eyes closed? A, what? Is everybody's eyes closed? You go up and there's a big fat wall right there at the top of the stairs. Okay? White. You go left, there's a big fat wall. Nice big window. You go around, you got a dining room. Remember, because we couldn't take that wall out. Then you got to go around the corner and you see, wow, kitchen. That's This is a pretty nice kitchen. Okay. All right. Cool. I have, I'm not impressed yet. I'm not impressed. Not unless you put like the nicest freaking light fixture in the dining room. I'm not impressed. Okay. And this has nothing to do with Josh. Josh, this is just, this is just design. So this is... But like, and then, okay, so you go down the hall and you've got a bathroom. It's a bathroom, right? The tiles are going to look nice. Okay, the, like the bathroom's going to look nice. But is it like over the top nice? No, there's no wow factor. It's just a nice bathroom. Really nice. The bedrooms are all going to be white, white baseboards. Final plank floors. Okay. Nothing spectacular. You get into the ensuite at the back of the house there, in the back of that third bedroom. You have a, a nice two-piece. Okay? Nice. Is there is there a double shower head shower? No. Then you're gonna come all the way back through. You gotta go all the way back through the house. Like you now you're at the corner of the house, you gotta come all the way back, and you're gonna go downstairs. You're they're probably gonna go from the back of the house because they were at the bedrooms. There's see what I mean? When you're coming from the back of the house, and if you guys were there yesterday, you know what I'm talking about. You're coming from the third bedroom where the ensuite is. You're coming down back through the hallway. Do you turn left or do you turn right? They're going to turn right because they haven't been to that portion of the house yet. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go right. And what do they do? They go right through the laundry room. Fuck. Thankfully, it's going to be some nice, it'll be nicely framed in and everything else. And hopefully, is it new laundry? Mm-hmm. Okay. New laundry. So... All right, whatever. They're going to pass a bathroom. 
They're going to pass through a low ceiling. They're going to see a living area. Pretty straightforward. Carpet, paint, baseboards. Then they're going to turn left. They're going to see two big bedrooms. Pretty straightforward. Carpet, baseboards, paint. Suspended ceiling. Then they're going to come up and they're going to see your overly expensive entryway. Because they're going to go back up the front stairs again. Are you impressed? Yes. Wayne, you're describing like... It's a, it's a terrible tour. <laughs> it's describing... a terrible tour. Now walk through all of our other flips. Different story. Different story. Talk to me about Mayfield. What was so impressive in Mayfield? Forgot Mayfield. Okay. Besides the feature wall in Springvale, what was so great about Springvale? It was an experience. <laughs> it's, 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 you have... I agree with Kathleen's comment here. You got spoiled with St. Albert, so now you're not impressed. Mm. I think you're overreacting. I need to add something in there. <laughs> I don't know. Secret secret bookshelf. <laughs> secret bookshelf. Um, elevator. Something. I don't know. I'm just not. Okay, here's the other thing. <clears throat> here's the last thing. And then I want to talk to you about that fucking door. Um. Does it seem yellow in there? No. Seems very white. Seems very yellow. I don't know. Maybe just like it's been stained. Like the yellow stains when I walked in there is still stained in my brain. But I cannot seem to get the yellow tone out. I don't know. It is very white. And and I th- you know what, what's going on? You're reading messages again? You're, no, you're just being crazy. No, I'm not being crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm trying to find a solution. Cody says it's in your mind. It looks amazing. Cody, you're a lunatic as well. Cody <laughs> is a great guy with great tastes. Yes. <laughs> I just, is it is it the lighting? It could be. What I think it is, is it's that big front window is still so yellow that I think that it's reflecting off the rest of the white. But like, look at the white in Loyola. Look at the white in Springville. That is white. That is like super white. So is Corinthia. No, it's not. It, maybe it's the flooring. Is it the flooring? No. Is there yellow tinges in the flooring? It feels yellow. You guys, please, more than Cody, I need your help. Is it the fact that the door hasn't been replaced at the front? Is it just because of the fact that things haven't been finalized? It just feels yellow to me. And I'm 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 seriously concerned that um, uh, you guys are way too optimistic, <laughs> and someone else is going to walk through that house and feel the exact same way. Does this feel yellow to you? <laughs> well, we can switch up the lights for white lights. We don't have any lights in there. That's the other thing. Is it, is it because there's no lights in there yet? Because we haven't done the pot lights. Jeremy says it's in your head, Wayne. Looks pretty white. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll talk about uh, Leo's agreement for sale here in a minute. I also want to talk about the fact that um, that front door (laughs) a few weeks ago um, had this weird feeling that Gabby wasn't listening when I told her to replace the whole front. It's not just replace the slab in the front, uh, the front door. You got to replace the whole... um, frame around it the whole frame's got With like the side lights there's two side lights lights 
Side lights. The two windows. They call them side lights? Yes. That's confusing. <laughs> okay, so um, so it has like two side frosted windows? Yeah. Okay. And like you, you ordered that whole thing to be replaced, right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, uh... I don't know. No, didn't you say just the slab? Mm, I'm fairly certain you <laughs> said the same thing, but you said yes. And I just was not confident with you. But regardless, I said, can you please call and make sure that that was all good? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah, I did. And then you came back and then you said you did. No, no I didn't. You're yeah, mixing I... up conversations. Okay. <laughs> and then... So Wayne was like, like, yeah, we're good. You ordered this whole thing, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so or wait didn't you say just do this like we have a lot of projects going on so it all gets jumbled in my mind of what's supposed to be going where and at Loyola we didn't we just replaced the slabs so I was like it wasn't just slabs and Wayne's like no like the whole thing we need to replace the whole thing he's like you need to call and make sure and I was like okay and so I did I called and um surprise I just had him do the slab <laughs> so I was like shit um big mess up on my part but where are you going with this? Or you just wanted to call me out for messing up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit on you, probably. Well, it's like, like, for real, where are we going here? <laughs> well, she made me believe again, twice now, twice on the same <laughs> topic. She's made me believe that this has been resolved. And yet, she didn't tell me that she didn't. And then as well. Oh, I see where I see. Yeah, okay. You just, you, you're just feisty this morning. Okay. So this project's a disaster. <laughs> it's a fucking embarrassment. So I ordered the <laughs> so I ordered the new door with the side lights, and I just I didn't bring it up. I didn't talk about it with Wayne, um, mostly because he's out buying like six houses and has all this stuff going on. So <laughs> I don't talk to him about a lot of the stuff that's going on at the flips. Like whatever's in the chat, he sees. Like with our contractors, he sees everything that's in the chat. But I just kind of quietly went and ordered a door. And when I did you, when did I find out about this? And I talked to our window and door guy as well and said we don't need that door anymore. So like I had the conversations that needed to be had and got the new door ordered. And um yeah, so I guess I just didn't tell Wayne about it. <laughs> and then I'm following up on the windows. Like, when are these windows gonna get done? And then that's when she tells me, Oh yeah, well, actually, I never told you that. Um, remember that with that door when you when I told you it was I did order it well I didn't but it's okay I ordered a new one and it's going to be coming in on May 31st which is pushing our job back no it's literally the same time that the windows and doors are going to be installed uh, okay. <laughs> so like there's no big deal to be had here okay yeah Wayne's like losing his mind <laughs> Wilson don't Josh, encourage Josh, did you know about this Josh yes Josh knows Josh is installing the new door that's that he's gonna so have the whole to pick time up. I was talking about it yesterday Josh just sat there with a straight face and didn't say a thing when were you talking about it? We were asking about the windows yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Josh Josh was in on it. He knew. Unbelievable. <laughs> I fessed up to Josh that I messed up, but not Wayne. <laughs> it is a lot going on. Yeah, there is. And um And we also have like you guys, our window and and door guy, like he won't put anything in writing. He doesn't answer his phone. He doesn't return calls. He just like shows up and does his stuff and then like sends an invoice. Like it is so hard to communicate and to know, like I I didn't know what I ordered. I had to literally force, get a hold of him, like 
call stock to get him to call me back to verify what we ordered because mm-hmm. it's like I don't know he's just super old school and like won't do anything on paper until he sends an invoice and it's like super not how we work like everything is outlined on what we've ordered what we're getting what the price is going to be mm-hmm. like we get full scopes when we work with people and this was just and yeah like easy to make mistakes when you don't even have a record of what you've ordered right that's why initially i was so unhappy with him yeah. and i said well look at the look at the quote we don't have a quote i'm like what do you mean you don't have a quote like he's going to show up here with like yeah well and the only reason we've continued to use him is because he can get windows and doors in in four to six weeks where you and like so okay yes we can go and buy windows at like home depot and get contractor to install them and all those types of things but our contractors are better utilized doing the floor the paint the baseboards the the interior doors the closets like they need to stay focused so we hire in trades to do the windows the roof the plumbing the tile like all those other things so the only reason we keep using him is because he's the only guy who can get windows and exterior doors fast Mm. otherwise like you call a regular window company and you're waiting like three to five months it's it's crazy and you you can't work with that on a flip like you are the place is sold by then yeah so yeah yeah exactly yeah so you're gonna put in your mls listing that new windows are coming in two months yeah (laughs) we've paid for them somebody will come and install them we We promise we highly considered it one of our no we don't have an invoice to show you that they're coming though (laughs) that's like that's the frustrating part is like well did you order the door i don't know i don't know (laughs) like what do you mean you don't know how do we find out i don't know i guess i'll call them what yeah so that's how wayne found out yesterday that we that I messed up and we're getting a fancy new door. Um, so you guys, I highly recommend um, fancy fancy doors. They have been Boy. such a pleasure to work with. Wait. Not only, what? Is... They're not paying us, no. Oh. Um, is fancy doors the same people that do the, the moldings? Yes, the trim. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so Fancy Door is here in Edmonton. I don't know if there are other places or if it's just an Edmonton place. What? No, go on. I'm just making a note. Continue. No, you're being weird. Just keep talking. Um, anyways, so they've had the cheapest prices on all of the doors and like by thousands. Like I got quotes for all of our interior doors and baseboards and trim. And they were literally $2,000 cheaper than the other quotes that I got. And I got multiple quotes, $2,000 cheaper. Just crazy. It blows my mind. I was talking to somebody about this um, yesterday at the tour. But um, yeah, so they, I mean, like, they're not the easiest to get a hold of. Nobody really ever calls you back. And and sometimes you wonder when your stuff is going to get delivered. And sometimes it just shows up without warning. But... (laughs) Their prices are incredible. And when I went in there to order the exterior door, they were like, they were, they were fantastic. They told me exactly what I needed. They went through the measurements. They said what they could get the fastest and like, just like really went through all the options. So I guess they're great in person, good, good in-person customer service (laughs) and good prices. (laughs) Yeah. So you you go talk to Monty. He's a good guy. (laughs) I, sorry, I was just a little shocked. Um, 
<laughs> Wayne, good, good customer service is hard to come by these days. Yeah, like that's the giant note I wrote on my paperwork. I just filled the whole page asking customer service question mark. <laughs> um this there's a common theme with all of this today is that like it's man customer service is hard to come by and yeah the 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 good ones the ones that we need the ones that get us things on time the ones that are the cheapest are typically the worst to deal with yeah literally are (laughs) just you go through like all of the like big ticket items in our house like the kitchen the windows the the doors and the baseboards yeah. it's like everything that we need it's just like the only good thing we have going for us is like our contractors on site yes yes <laughs> yes like i can't believe we went from one like unreliable contractor or vendor to the next and then you recommended the next one i was like what are you doing <laughs> uh just uh, yeah. Uh, well, the reason why they're so cheap is because uh, they save money on only having like two employees manning the whole operation. Who? Fancy doors. What do you mean? I, I'm convinced that there's two people in an office like frantically trying to like. No, you go down to their sales desk and there's like eight of them and they are all hustling. So what? I think it's yeah. So I think that um, I think that Chris has a comment here, which I think is what maybe he was trying to get at. But <clears throat> low prices means high demand which means bad customer service because do you know what i mean like we talk about it all the time mm. you increase in volume and you decrease in value quality. quality right sorry not value quality and i think that that is literally their problem is that they are smoking busy like literally any like i've i've been in there probably four times in the past several months yeah. and every time i've walked in there it's like a zoo it's, it's there's people everywhere employees and customers i just assumed it was just small fires everywhere and like people yeah. extinguishing them with <laughs> fire extinguishers and just running around with their heads cut off that's yeah. how the operation feels <laughs> but they're cheap yeah when they say can i take your phone number and get somebody to call you back no, they're not calling I'll you back oh wait <laughs> they're not gonna call you back was there any more questions or oh do you mean do you want to shit on me anymore <laughs> was there <laughs> i think that's what you're trying to ask what did i say last week is one of my core my my biggest core values people doing what they say they're gonna do and if they don't that goes do for it, you too and if they don't do it <laughs> fixing what they did wrong i fixed it yes no it wasn't about you it's just like that that frustrates me the guy this like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'll be there. It'll be ready in about five weeks. And, and then, then so you don't four weeks go goes by and I, I follow up I'm like, Hey, what's going on with this? Oh, I don't know. I'll just text him and see where it is, where it's at. And then he doesn't answer. And I'm like, okay, cool. Did you, did you get the right door insert? I have a weird feeling that, you know, you didn't write that down. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you check the quote? Oh, there is no quote. What? <laughs> like, you know, I just, when you make decisions, right. As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, what, you, what your what your role not not you guys I'm talking about myself now I'm trying to explain myself you make decisions fast decisions and you put things in motion and you pass it off to the right people in that scenario in our business that is you yeah we understand that we've accepted that I am not your superior but that is just the that's the flow okay so when I pass things off and then you pass it off to other people I need to double check with Gabby from time to time to make sure hey the decisions or the things that we, the decisions that we made, are they in motion? 
And when I get a, uh, that doesn't make me feel very good because I made those decisions and I don't want to, I don't want to have to double check on things. It's not my role. Right. So I need to know that when, when the decisions that I make and I put things in motion, they are being done as intended as per the vision. And when things down the line aren't getting done properly and people aren't doing it properly, that frustrates me because the vision is, is now affected. Right. So it's just, it's, it's because you can just imagine how many decisions I've made at the top of this, this diagram and how many micro, you know, little tasks need to happen along the way. think of it like a giant pyramid, right? And you just need to make sure that everything is getting done down along the way. But, and when it's not, it's like, does that mean that I need to go in there and then like solve all of these individual problems, which can be a little overwhelming, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, and that's just making sure that like, I'm just making sure that my business is flowing properly. And if it's not, then I need to go and make other decisions that make sure that that doesn't happen again. So does that mean that we need to pay more and wait longer for our windows in order to get the right person who we can rely on? So when I say something and I order something, it's done properly and I don't have to look back at it. That might cost me a little bit more. That might cost us a little more in time as well. We've been, every time we get a kitchen, we're like, we're not using these guys again. We're not using this kitchen place again. And then we always fall back into it because it's the cheapest and it's the fastest. Well, you know what? Maybe we need to change our business model and expect to be one week longer. How much is the extra week going to cost us in holding costs? Okay, cool. Does it, does it offset? Does, you know, if we buy a kitchen for a little bit more, how much extra are we paying now? It's an extra thousand bucks. Is it worth it? Is it easier? Got to make those decisions. I have to make those decisions. Otherwise, it's just like as we continue to scale up and we get to six projects at the same time, it's just going to be an absolute. It's going to be madness. You know what I mean? With things yeah. not going the way they're supposed to go. Now we're multiplying it by, you know, five, six times. So well, it's just a little frustrating. And then when you walk into a project and it's like it just feels yellow. I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? We've been using the same paint. Why does it not feel the same as the other houses? What's, what's, what's off here? I'm trying to, okay, we changed the flooring because we went with the cheaper flooring. Mm -hmm. Is it the flooring? Something feels off here because when I walk into a, a, one of our flips, I want it to be the exact same every single time. I've made these decisions along the way. We found a cheaper flooring. I changed it a little bit. And now I'm like, what's going on? It doesn't have the same feel. I want mm -hmm. it to have the same feel. I want to walk in there. I want to know it's the exact same thing over and over. I want this to repeat over and over and over again. This is a business, right? I don't want to have to make new decisions every single time. I want to, I don't want to just keep repeating it, repeating it, repeating it using the same template. From the eyes of an entrepreneur, I'm trying to share what's, what's going on in my head. So, if that makes a little bit more sense. And also, but along the way saying we need to find it cheaper. We need to find it cheaper. So you want a template, but you always want to find things cheaper as well. Yeah. Then you end up with a different product. I just, I, I refuse to believe that cheaper means shittier quality or shittier service. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> you don't think if something is more inexpensive that it means that it took less quality to build it? Mm, to deliver it? I just like, you know, these kitchens are good. Why is the customer service so bad? These windows are good. 
why is the customer service so bad? So when it's, I guess we're just going to have to keep asking around. If any of you guys, you know, they're like, oh, maybe you're in Edmonton or area and you're like, oh, wow, I got this great window guy and um, go call them and maybe we can call them and see if, you know, their prices are comparable and maybe their service is better. Um, throughout this whole journey of, of building our, our flipping business and, and trying to automate it, because that's the whole goal is to automate it, to scale up, and then just to have it, you know, running on autopilot. Okay. That's the whole goal. Uh, throughout this whole thing, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, Chris says, go right to the sales manager and say you'll be a repeat customer. I wish that worked these days. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Ryan Sometimes heard- it'll happen. I'll talk for 20 minutes straight and then just bam, thoughts gone. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Uh, Ryan says he's heard that window timelines are improving. And I was actually, I was going to ask that if anybody recently has, um, I know that a lot of people are just buying their windows directly with like Home Depot or whatever. So I was wondering, yeah, if the the companies are having any better luck getting them in quicker. So that's good to know. I'll make some calls maybe today because we have some more projects coming up. Yeah. And I've asked our window guy if he's available to quote and he hasn't gotten back to me and it's been over a week. Mm. Okay, well, uh, that's that's that. I, I guess some I can, questions in here. There was some questions. I'll start with Liam's question about a green for sale. See, I didn't want to just hop right over to green for sale and then just completely change the subject. So I was going to finish that off first. And we had a bunch of questions from last week as well. If you asked questions last week and you're wondering why they didn't get answered, I do save them and um, I, I come back to them as as it's appropriate. Um, Liam sounds like he's got some good news. Uh, he says, good morning, getting a house under agreement for sale and then adding in a secondary dwelling unit. Do you see any issues with that approach or this is a hypothetical. Maybe change my tone. Getting a house under agreement for sale and then adding in a secondary dwelling unit. Do you see any issues with that approach? Does the person on title need to sign off and approve any rentals? Okay. So it's hypothetical. Um, I see Varsh followed up, um, by saying you can get a power of attorney to make that decision from what I understood. Correct me guys if I'm wrong. Uh, yes. So if you have a house, um, if you bought a house by way of agreement for sale and you plan on getting a building permit or any permits, um, because the house is still under the seller's name on title you can't pull any permits. So they would have to pull permits for you. But uh, one extra thing that you always want to try and get, always try to, and is uh, a power of attorney. Now, I was just talking with someone about this, I feel like yesterday, someone had asked that question um, through one of the one of the Facebook groups. You don't have to go and convince them to for the power of attorney. You don't have to get them to sign anything for the power of attorney. It's right in your seller financing schedule. So uh, I know Liam just recently took Barry McGuire's um, rapid cash uh, workshop. And part of that rapid cash workshop was agreement for sales. Um, so Liam, when you're filling out the purchase contract and then you attach the, um, the seller financing schedule to that, right in the seller financing schedule, it says... Um, the seller will 
provide, I'm paraphrasing, uh, a power of attorney. I'm looking at Gabby. Uh, a power of attorney. And what that means is that um, you will be able to sign on behalf of the seller um, on anything that relates to the property. Okay, so uh, you can call their mortgage lender and sign off on mortgage documents. Um, you can uh, sign for building permits. So what you'll do is you'll register that power of attorney on the title so that when someone pulls title and they see who is the title holder that can sign for this, they will see the seller's name, but then they will see the power of attorney. So that means that you act on their behalf and they actually relinquish their signing rights to you. So they can't technically sign for anything, meaning they can't sign for the sale of the house. Okay. So if you want to sell the property, that's another thing. Um, you call up a realtor, they ask, are you on title? And you say, no, but I have power of attorney. It's registered on title. You, when there's a, when you're selling the property, you will sign, you'll put their name, the seller's name, and then you will sign beside it on their behalf. So that is how you would go about getting permits for uh, adding a secondary suite or any building permits or selling the property or uh, renewing the mortgage. Yeah. Now there's about a bunch of questions below that that I didn't get a chance to scroll through. Um, I just want to double check here. Did you end up scrolling through all that one? No, I stayed at the bottom. It was about a half an hour ago, so I apologize. Just a whole lot of it's in your head, Wayne, in regards to the yellow. <laughs> Guarantee it. Guarantee it. When we sell that place, the comments we're going to get from the realtor are that uh, everyone keeps thinking it's a little too yellow. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's essentially how you would uh, get it done. Did that answer your question, Liam? It's a pretty simple one. Uh, Varsa's land title office is taking five to six months to register a new title. How does that affect registration of POA on the title? Um, God. You can show the certificate, right? Yes, uh, the DRR, which is the document. Um, dear God registration yeah something registration uh i could pull it up in an email real quickly but uh you know what maybe i will see what it stands for when you need them josh josh says i feel attacked this morning but josh i'm pretty sure that i'm the one being attacked this morning <laughs> oh josh I, I made quite clear it's not you i just feel like it's the i think it's the flooring <laughs> I think it's the flooring and the extra yellow window that's getting replaced and the light brown door. I think it's all reflecting. Hey, great example. We bought a white grayish white tile, right? Mm -hmm. We put it into the oh, showers. Loyola. It's brown. Yeah. It was like white with like tiny bit of soft gray yeah. in it, like in, in proper daylight. Bathroom and is in, white. Yeah. Bathroom's white. Like every, the, yeah, everything. And the, the tile is literally brown. Brown in both bathrooms. <laughs> in both bathrooms. Both bathrooms. Yeah. One I'm has like, light, has a window come with light coming in and the other doesn't. And it looks exactly the same in both bathrooms. It's like brown. <laughs> and then we looked at it and we're like, did we order brown tiles? And it's white, it's white, it's bone white, uh, 
or white, white grout as well. Yes. With yeah. black schluter. So like, how did that turn brown? Yeah. So sometimes. You just never know what it's going to look like in know. different houses. Yeah. It's uh, really odd. So that DRR is the document registration request. Um, so uh, that's, that is like your confirmation that um, something has been registered to the land titles office. This DRR will not appear in the pending registration queue until land titles receives a printed copy of this DRR with the original documents or the R, the R, the registration request is electronically submitted through Alberta. <sighs> yeah, that's it. Um, so I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I, I, I made a, I did a big deep breath because we just got a phone call from, um, the city of St. Albert mm -hmm. and they were asking us questions about the title mm -hmm. and they were saying, Hey, it's, we got notification here that you bought the property, but we also got notification that someone's name just got added to the title and it wasn't yours. Yeah. We were like, what? <laughs> And it turns out that the, the husband, the husband's name was added to title in like March or No, it was so like the month before that we purchased it. Um, so the wife had passed yeah. and they needed to remove her from title and like switch the common law thing. Yeah. Um, and so I think in that process, I think that our registration because we bought it like the following month so there might have only been like a couple weeks in between yeah. that switch and ours i think that our registration might have made it to the titles office before their change did oh. because our so we got registered as as we purchased this property new owners and then i think that his submission got put through just shortly after and he got added as as another title holder. Yeah. And so, yeah, she, so we were talking through it with her and she's like, Oh, okay. This kind of makes sense. It probably came through after yours. So then whoever was, you know, submitting the paperwork added that name in mm. because it was like a, yeah, you're right. Farsh. like land titles office is pretty messed up right yeah, now. It is and I, I can't imagine the piles of requests that they have. Um, how does that affect registration of the power of attorney on title? Well, you would have a DRR document register. You already forget what it is. I have it in front of me. Uh, request? Registration request? Registration request. Yeah. Um, you would have that and that would just be your proof. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing that we're using with um, anyone that needs to see anything in regards to title. They need any proof that we're on title. Is we just show them the DR. Yeah. And uh, that just proves that we are we are in the queue to have it read, received in the next five to six months yeah it's gotten bad it was four to eight weeks before and now it's like it's not getting well of course the demand in the market has not helped mm -hmm. um i i imagine they're probably gonna have to do a huge hiring um blitz and just like get caught up with this because it's it's ridiculous yeah and that's in calgary as well right it's, it's alberta in general i think so yeah Yeah. What else do we got? Do we talk about our next fix and flip uh, meetup for next month? Not today. We didn't. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's a good time to mention it before I forget. Um, so we like to do meetups 
networking events every month. Um, I'm trying to catch up for all the ones that we missed during the pandemic, or at least when we were shut down. Yeah. And uh, so next month, you know, we're going to have six flips ongoing. <clears throat> and we're trying to, every month we're trying to figure out, okay, which one do we go to? Because we're trying to, you know, everyone's wondering about this flip here and where that, where that stands and the updates on that and this flip over here, that one's going to be done or that one's only going to be done. So, and then we got new ones starting and people want to see those. So what we decided to do is bite off way more than we can chew and uh, for how busy we are. And we're going to do a fix and flip bus tour in on June 4th. So June 4th, which is uh, three weeks away, three weeks away. So make sure you register for this and, and go check it out right away. Uh, the link for it is in the show notes here. Um, we're going to be getting two buses and we're going to be going through four fix and flips. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be checking out our St. Albert flip, which will be done, hopefully sold by then. Um, we're also going to, the Leduc property that everybody was at yesterday, that will be on it as well. And that will be done. And as, it'll look beautiful. And it'll look beautiful and <laughs> white. <laughs> and also two new properties, one, another one in St. Albert, another one in Otwell. So you get to see two properties that are fixed and done. And you get to see two properties that are just in demo and prep stages. So it's going to be freaking amazing. Um, lunch is going to be provided. Okay. Also, dinner is going to be provided. And we are meeting at the Capilano Park, Capilano Park afterwards. So that's where the pickup's going to be in the morning. And then that's where the drop-off's going to be around 4.30 at night. And then there we're, we're getting in, um, we're getting it catered by Jack's Burger, which is like the best burgers in Edmonton. Um, and it'll be at Capilano Park. We've uh, we reserved a picnic area and we're going to be doing networking there. We got it till eight o'clock at night. Stay as late as you want. Bring the kids to be soccer balls and frisbees and all that other stuff. And yeah, pack your pack your trunk because like we're going to be doing the pickup at Capilano Park as well. So your vehicle is going to be sitting there while we get on the bus and go yeah. for the day. So like, put like lawn chairs and and like toys, like whatever you want to bring for the kids, and just like yeah, stick some stuff in your trunk. And mm -hmm. um, when we get back, yeah, pull it all out and have a great time. Yeah, park. yeah. So we like, we wanted to, we wanted to be kid friendly. Obviously, we're bringing our kid. I know uh, lots of other people have been bringing their kids to their, their to our open houses. And it's just going to be a nice fun day for families um, to go check out Fix and Flips. You know, teach your kids something, um, get to network, and uh, and, um, and yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's that's June 4th if you guys are interested in registering for that. Um, like I said, the, the link there is in the show notes. Um, yeah. Wilson asks, is grilling allowed at the park? I'm guessing that you're asking for your wife who let me, is... Let me double check on... Yes. I, yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, let me just... The spot that I reserved has a spot for 96 people. And likely has some grills. Yes. I have to double check yeah. before I say for certain. But um, I am very confident in that. But I will find out for sure. We also can make special requests with our oh. um, caterer. Yes, we so, can. We can get gluten free. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any dietary requests, just send us an email. Um, and we'll and do our best. If we can't, if we can't do it, we'll let you know, and then you can bring some food or whatever. I just yeah. need to know before uh, May twenty sixth. Mm -hmm. So let me know before May twenty sixth, and I will and uh, that your dietary restrictions. And we will, uh, and we'll make that right. 
Very cool. Uh, Kirsten says, I think it's amazing that you guys have made your bus tour family friendly. My kids are stoked to go on mommy's field trip. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it is like a, it's like a true field trip on a bus. Oh, it's like, <laughs> I didn't get like coach buses. I got like school buses just for the, for the, for the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pretty excited about that. Okay. I'm going to hit a couple questions from last week. Um, as we, as we wrap things up here. Um, I want to see if anything relates to what we've been talking about today. How reliable is Honest Door? It was brought up a few times at Rapid Cash. Okay. Honest Door is getting more reliable, right? But I'm not, I don't, I can't say that for certain. I think it was Amanda who asked this. Yes. Amanda asked this question. Um, Honest Door was a big game changer for me, at least. I wish I would have had this back when I was, when I was actively looking for off-market deals. Um, what they do is they pull sold comparables from six months ago. So if we are in May, then it would have been November. So the sold comparables are from November and six months prior. So 2021, uh, April to November, approximately, of 2021. So those sold comparables are very dated, right? Compared to what we're at today, you know, the, the prices are significantly higher. I think in Edmonton, it's like 23% higher or something yeah. like that. Wayne, may I um, just ask a question? Because I'm not super familiar with it. I You ask me to hop on it every so often when we're driving to check a value in house. But yeah. am I correct in saying that it has zero relevance to the condition of the house? So, yes. you know, like when your realtor pulls comps, they're looking at what does this house look like? Has it been renovated? Has it mm-hmm. not been? Is it original? Like all those types of things. Whereas this is just sold straight com- up sold. sold comparables with, yeah, with was, no other evidence. Yeah. With zero relevance to the actual condition of the house. True. Yeah. True. Okay. So if you're looking at 1100 square foot bungalow with three bedrooms up and, and a finished basement, it's pulling comparables for that. Um, so when you look up a particular um, address maybe your home, it will take the the square footage and the bedrooms and the bathrooms and everything else and the area and the lot size. And it will find sold comparables for today. It will be pulling comparables from April of last year to November approximately. So is that relevant? Not so much. I mean, like, let's exclude 2022. Had you been looking at this last year, then I think that your comparables from 2020 and 2021 are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Like we've been in a flat market for 10 years. So it was very reliable for me to get a very good basic understanding of the value of the home. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fast. It's quick. You can get it on the fly and you don't have to call your realtor. Things have changed, obviously, in the last couple of months with the market here. So it's a little bit different now. And but what I've noticed is, is that so what they let's, let's go to Honest Door. You guys can feel free to follow along if you want. Um, <laughs> you go to Honest Door, you type in an address. And like. Uh, right at the top, it tells you Honest Door price, so the estimated market value. Um, so it tells you what they think it's worth. Now, like the number that I'm looking at for a property. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, the reason why I said like, I'm 
I think is getting better is because I can see here that there was a huge spike in February, March. They shouldn't have that data. Hmm. And I need to do a little bit of research here. Yeah, but there is a they... huge spike, like a twenty to thirty thousand dollar spike on this property that I'm looking at right now. So I think their data has changed. They also give you rental information, so Airbnb nightly rate estimated, and a month a monthly rental rate as well. Um, so like for a rental property, it tells you what the property taxes are um, from 2021. So it gives you a lot of data, like just on the fly. And, and it also shares other recently sold properties in, in the area. So what you can also do is you can, if you sign in through like Facebook or Google, you can, um, you can see the transactions. So you can see how many times this property is sold for and what it's sold for. So if you're like doing an off market property research, you can sign in, I guess it just, just log in through Facebook or whichever. And you can see when this seller bought the property and how much they paid for it, which is very valuable information because you want to guesstimate how much that they have left on their mortgage to mm -hmm. figure out what their bottom price is, right? Yeah. What their, what their, um, the lowest they'll go. So it has a lot of valuable information. Is it as reliable as a realtor's comparables and analysis? No, but I feel like they're getting better. I want to, I don't know where to find out about this other than calling on a store themselves saying, Hey, you guys getting more recent data? Maybe Google. There might be a thread somewhere. People I've been, asking. I've been meaning to, Yeah, I've been meaning to because they, they are, they are getting significantly better. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Kathleen says the part I like is that it will tell you the property tax fairly accurately. Yes. Yes. Uh, trying to find out the property tax amount is, can take you a little while navigating, you know, city websites and stuff like that, put putting in the estimated value. And it's kind of like an, it's, it's an estimate. Whereas these are, are fairly accurate. So yeah, I like on a store a lot, like I said, because I wish I would have had it when I was, when I was looking for off market deals. Mm -hmm. Um, even just the transaction history right there, yeah. that just saves me having to pull title. Now, obviously I pull title if I'm writing an offer because I want to see what encumbrances are on yeah. the title. But the main reason why I was pulling title before and paying 10 bucks each time was to see what they paid for it. Yeah. So you can guess what they owe. Because I want to work my way backwards based off of rough uh, interest rates. I'll put it through a mortgage calculator and figure out how much they owe today. Or I can do that now just by for free because of this website. So big game changer. I, I like it a lot, but um, just use it just for initial like primary um, research. research <laughs> um, Shirley asked about um, how do you get accurate comps if you're not a realtor? And um, we've talked about this a lot in the past and um, you need to build relationships with realtors and you know, if like for us with, you know, in the past with our relationships with realtors, we haven't always used Calvin. We've used many realtors over the years mm -hmm. and we've always just built relationships with them and um, asked them to pull comps for us. And they've always been willing to do that. It's a pretty quick process to run comps. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've always made good on using them when we had transactions. So, you know, like 
help us out. And when we're ready to do a traditional transaction or, you know, when we sell this at the end, we'll use you. And we've always made good on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy asked last week, and I think Jeremy knows this better than I do. I haven't, I haven't looked at this in a very long time. Um, but how accurate are the property values from city assessments? Can people use this to calculate ARV? Uh, no. Um, I think that, oh man, it's been so long since I looked at this, but I think they have a very similar, um, um, process as honest or is, and they use last year's comparables and they don't, again, they don't look into the details of the work that you've done inside. They're just going to look at, um, things that have sold in the area, same square footage, same bedrooms, Lots. same lot size. Yeah. And they're just guesstimating. And then that is what they use to determine what you're going to pay. Well, they, they want to well, determine like, the rough it, value of the property so that they can determine what you pay in taxes. Isn't it also, though, like based on the neighborhood, like what work is being done and like that sort of stuff, like when there's revitalization and when there's uh, yeah, new I stuff going in? Yeah, I, it's pretty complex. It's, well, yeah, I'm sure that they're a little more, there's a little more to it. But basically, they're trying to get a rough value of your property to determine how much to charge you for taxes. Because mm -hmm. they have a percentage, they have a formula to determine what the tax values are. And no, it's not accurate for... <laughs> not accurate for an ARV, no. Because it's, it's going to be dated information as well. Um, we got a little bit of time. I, I'm going to try and answer as many of these as possible because these are older questions. So Tammy asked, uh, when flipping so many properties at once, how are you able to, to secure so many residential mortgages? Do you have the JV partners put the mortgage under their name so you can keep acquiring more properties? Um, so if you're flipping properties, um, you're not really supposed to use residential mortgages. The residential Traditional mortgages. Traditional financing, yeah. Because when you uh, buy properties, what you're doing is you're telling them, are you going to be moving into it or is this going to be an income property, like an like a investment property? What they're expecting for those investment properties is you're, for you to rent them. They're doing our market rental analysis, market rent analysis to determine you know what the market rents are, what the expenses are going to be. Is this going to cash flow? Is this a good property for you? Does it meet within your DCR and DSRs and all those other things? Um, so you're telling them that you're going to be renting it. But meanwhile, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be renovating it and selling it within three months. Now, depending on what type of mortgage product you get, whether it's an open variable or a, or a fixed um, term mortgage, um, even with an open variable where you only pay three months interest, uh, banks don't like that because you're essentially lying to them. Well, what they're banking on, ha ha ha. <laughs> What they're banking on is for at least the next five-year term that you're going to stay with them and they're going to make X amount of interest. Yes. That's what makes it worth it for them to lend to you yeah. is that they're making this much money off of you in interest payments based on the next five-year term or whatever term you yeah. secure with them. So when you sign that and they go through their whole process of paying their underwriters and their everybody who's going through that, and then here's you know the that. amount of money that we're going to make from it. And then in three months, you cancel your mortgage with them and just give them three months worth of interest. You've essentially just made them work for free for you, which uh, is probably, not cool. By I've them. heard they, they, they lose, lose money. money. Yeah, they lose money on that. These are all the salaries of the people that they pay for that. stuff. Yeah. So you do that once, you know, might piss them off. You after do a couple it, times. Yeah, after a couple of times, you're going to be blacklisted. <laughs> exactly. So, um, that's, that's one reason why you don't use residential mortgages. The other reason is they take too long 
Yeah. Like if you're trying to get flip property, if you want a, it's one thing to get a flip property. It's another thing to get an amazing deal. And you're like, oh, there's no amazing deals. And when you do find an amazing deal, it takes, you want four weeks conditions or three weeks conditions so you can get mortgage financing. Well, it doesn't work like that. If you want amazing deals, you need to be able to close fast, right? Um, Off-market opportunities. Do you think your wholesaler is going to wait for you to get a mortgage approval, pre-approval? No. You got to be lined up. You got to be fast. You got to have cash. And when when people say cash, in a lot of cases, what they have is they have a private lender or a MIC that they're already pre-approved for, and uh, they know that they'll get financing regardless. So when you're doing flip properties, you typically go to private lenders um, or a mortgage investment corporation uh, that and those are the types of people that that move very quickly. They can get you money within a few days. Um, you can get pre-approved, like they look at the deal. They don't look at you. So, um, you ask when flipping so many properties at once, it's all private lenders and cash. That's how we're able to move very quickly. And are we able to get good, good, good deals and, and, and close within a few days. Like that Leduc property that we did, we closed on that one in less than 15 hours. So that, that's how you get it done quickly. So, um, you can have lots of private mortgages so long as you have the funds to be able to do the renovations or access to the funds to be able to do the, re- the renovations and you're good mm-hmm. um I, I mean additionally you can add in joint venture partners as well to put the mortgage under their name but again it's you're just adding more layers and more layers of like just just creating time and and you're going to lose the deal it doesn't doesn't work um that well using that that strategy yeah. Okay. So we are at the uh, seven o'clock mark. Did I did I answer that well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so private mortgages for flips is, is the best approach. Um, we're all caught up on comments. Perfect. Okay. Um, I think this week's going to be a really good week. <laughs> what? I'm optimistic. Good. I started off very negative. Yeah. Well, at least you everybody did. thinks I was negative. I, I'm just <laughs> the only one that can see the yellow. Um, but I think it's going to be a really good week. I, I had some really great conversations with people yesterday. Um, the networking that was going on, um, the discussions that were being had. I just feel like I was inspired by it and I could just see the inspiration in everybody else's eyes as well. So hopefully everybody takes that and they, they run with it and they do some good stuff. They take some action today. They do some things that they're a little bit scared of and mm-hmm. uh, we get some results this week. Wouldn't that be great? Indeed. Have okay. a fantastic Monday, you guys. See you guys tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 